<laughs> it was disgusting, that was. <laughs> Good day, everybody. Belching all over the place. <laughs> My apologies. Today is Tuesday, obviously, because you're listening to Trigger Tuesdays with your hosts, Josh and Tom. I am Josh. If you're listening on a Wednesday, that is okay too. Or a Thursday, or any other day of the week that you like. I'm Tom, by the way. You're allowed <laughs> to listen on any other day of the week. Whatever you prefer, but we prefer it on your favourite Tuesday of the week. Exactly. So, <laughs> hello guys. Sorry, Josh burped all over the place and threw me off and I'm drinking cold tea, so <laughs> welcome. If you listen to the previous episode, you will know that today's episode is all about... Well, in fact, you'll know it just straight from the title anyway. So today's episode is going to be about festivals. Festivales. Oh, and I'm going to kick it straight off with, what was your first festival? Oh, she. And what year? Uh, Blink-182 at Leeds Festival 2010. Damn, that's a good, good one. The lineup that day was great as well. I, I saw Jimmy Eat World. I saw Deftones. Bloody hell. I saw All Time Low which the guitarist had a sign on the back of it saying boobies. <laughs> Did you see funny. it? He, he, there was boobies. Of course. Um, and then I don't remember who else it was. Oh, Cypress Hill. Cypress Hill came on before Blink. Oh, yeah. That's mad. And this was Blink's first show back after they got back together. So it was their first UK show back after oh. they got back together the first time, not this time, which coincidentally, I also saw them on their last show with Tom as well. That's mad. So I saw them on their first show back with Tom in the UK. Yeah. And then their last show with Tom in the UK, hmm. which was at Reading Festival. And it's so weird because the first time they were so happy to be on stage together. Yeah. It's quite emotional. Blink on my all-time favourite band. Josh knows this. Yeah. You might not. <laughs> um, and then the last time we saw them at Reading Festival, you could tell they didn't want to be on stage with each other. It's such it's a... so weird. It's such a shame when... Especially when it's your favourite band, you can mm -hmm. see that chemistry is really deteriorating. Yeah, and you know for a fact that some something drastic's going to happen. Yeah, I, I remember standing there talking to my friends, and the, during the the second festival appearance that I saw them at, because I've seen Blink four times now, and yeah, it was just one of those. I remember standing there saying, "Something's wrong here." Yeah, and I I remember saying. I wouldn't be surprised if that's their last show together. I didn't think that Tom would leave. I just thought they would just kind of be like, that's it. Yeah. Done sort of thing. But yeah, what about you? My first one was Download Festival in, well, I say Drownload Festival in 2019. Yeah, that was, that was a soggy one. It was. And it's horrible because it really put a dampener on it for me. Oh, <laughs> Fist put me on that one. That was great, that was. Good little joke there. <laughs> I really enjoyed the festival itself. Mm -hmm. It was the, I'd say, accommodation. Really, obviously, with it being so wet and cold, and yeah, it really did. It was quite a soggy night. It was difficult because it was, it was really one of those sorts of things where... You, we were looking at the year beforehand because obviously we'd been the year beforehand, not me and you, obviously. And it was really hot. Yeah. And I, for a year, I was like, Josh, come on, you've got to, because yeah. it, it was like the weather was beautiful and it was amazing. And then you turn up, <laughs> like it's your fault. <laughs> you turn up and it's just a soggy all weekend. It's a shame because that year I wasn't that fussed on the lineup. 
Mm-hmm. And I went I went there purely for the fact of the experience and being able to share that experience with you. Yeah. Obviously, because <laughs> you've done it quite a few times in the past. And I, I thought, who else better to go with? So it's, yeah, I, I think that was that was the first one. I've been to uh, Download Festival uh, another two times. You never forget your first. No. No. <laughs> I haven't uh, camped since 2019 due to financial reasons. Both years driving in really does, in a way, kind of taints the, the experience because obviously you've then got to spend so much money in the actual arena to be able, uh, to, be able to eat or drink or whatever. Whereas being able to go back to the campsite and just make some tea, yeah, coffee, have some food and stuff is so much easier and it works out so much cheaper. Too. Yeah. Not only that, it's the fact that at 11 o'clock you haven't got to try and get out of 100,000 people in a car park. Well, yeah. not necessarily quite that many, but you've got a long drive home. Well, I say long, it's what, about an hour and a half from here. I don't know, it sounds crazy, but sitting in a field all day like this year for instance I'll use this year as an example it was so hot yeah so it fatigues you so much so then by the time you're like oh, I just want to sit down even though you've been sat in a field all day you're like I just want to sit down or get into bed you've then got to get in your car and that's not relaxing no <laughs> and then you get home and you're like I've got to do this again tomorrow morning yeah you're up at 8 o'clock you get home for about what 1, 2-ish then you're yeah. back up at 8 o'clock and you're at the house by half 8 this year was the first time I've done that with the festival. It's hard, isn't it? And it <laughs> absolutely. And I'm not the one who's driving, but it battered me. Yeah. Like, by the time he came to the Sunday, I was like, oh, I think I've had enough. Yeah. You know? And it was a four-day weekend yeah. uh, for this one as well. I think if it was just a, a standard three-day, I think it would have been all right. Yeah, it's not too bad, but that fourth day... But, like, when I went to see Blink at Leeds uh, in 2010, we only went for a day. We did a day ticket. Yeah. And then every festival since I've camped at, okay. apart from this year, a download. And I've I've lost track of how many festivals I've been to. I think I've been to Leeds and Reading, I'd say at least five times now. Jeez. What, what would download you... was the fifth time this year. So I've, I've been to festivals about 10, 10, 11 times now. <laughs> and this year was, it was gruelling. And I think it was just purely down to the weather, weren't it? Yeah. It's so damn hot. I mean, we were sat near the Ferris wheel and we saw someone having a bloody seizure. Yeah. That was terrifying. That scared me, that did. Absolutely. Especially when people just wasn't moving for the paramedics to get there. I Which, thought, come on, just pay If you're one of those respect. people that do that sort of thing, you're dirt, you're absolutely horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, if you are one of those people that aren't moving for paramedics, you need help. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely need help. And, you know, if somebody needs help, get out of the fucking way. <laughs> Sorry, you were going to ask me a question and I kind of just derailed it then. That's all right, man. Um, so out of both Le- Leading and Reeds, uh, I'm going to keep it. <laughs> yes. Which was your favourite and why? I prefer Leeds. How come? I prefer going up north and down south. Nothing good ever happens down south. Okay. I shouldn't say stuff like that, but... <laughs> <laughs> Is it when you've got grapes in your mouth? Grapes in your mouth, make you happy down south. <laughs> no, I, I just prefer... Oh No, I, I've got to kind of go back on what I said there. I like Reading for the convenience. Yeah. Reading's closer. Also, the campsite, when you're camping, if you're on what we were, what we used to be on, which was Yellow Campsite, it might have changed now. It's a campsite that is right next to a tunnel that goes under a train tracks. Okay. You go under the tunnel and you come out and there's a massive Tesco's. 
Oh, really? So it's not like most festivals where you're just in the middle of nowhere. Reading is in the middle of a city, just in like a local park, basically, and then they just block it all off. That for convenience, leads for the vibe, Okay, I think. But I got, I got to a point where I stopped going general camp a few years ago, mm-hmm. like I said to you, just because I got to a point where the last time I went to Reading Festival, there was a, a group of maybe about 10 tents, about 15, 18 kids. Yeah. I say kids, Jesus. <laughs> and they'd be up all night, dancing, screaming, when you're knackered and you want to sleep. And then they would be picked up at 6am the next morning by one of their dads, who'd get them all kind of clothed, fed, showered, and then bring them back. Oh, cross, really. And it's just like, why are you even camping? Yeah. Why are you camping for that? Uh, so at that point, I thought, I'm getting too old for this. <laughs> but Reading isn't what it used to be anymore. They used to have like a hip-hop day. Yeah. They used to have a rock day and like an indie day. So last time I went to Leeds Festival, for instance, it was Green Day, Biffy Clyro, and Eminem. Wow, that's a cool lineup, man. And it was a great lineup. I stood in the rain for like 12 hours. I did not move to watch Green Day. Jeez. And they played Dookie in full. That's amazing. Which was incredible. But I think I prefer Leeds. Okay. Just because of the layout, it's just for, for kind of what I prefer. I, I always found it easier. Yeah. But it's again, it's not the same. And I've not been there for a, a, a good few years now at this point. Do you think you'll go again? Probably not. Any reason? Yeah, it's just not the type of music that I'm into anymore. Yeah, that's fair enough. I thought about it this year because Imagine Dragons played and I like them. Yeah. Uh, and Sam Fender played. Uh, and I like him. But I'll, I won't spend a full weekend ticket for them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, beforehand, before it got cancelled, uh, Rage Against the Machine was supposed to play. I was going to say. I was, I was ready to pay out for that. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's just not what I kind of am into anymore. Plus the, the crowds that download tend to be nicer. Yeah, I have heard that. But I think going forward, I'd like to kind of try smaller festivals like Arc Tangent and 2000 Trees and stuff like that because they tend to be a lot smaller in scale but a lot better on lineups here and there. I was going to say, the lineup for 2000 Trees this year is really cool, man. Yeah, and really- yeah, I, I want to tick off my bucket list. I want to do a an international festival. So either Rock and Ring or Hellfest. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do they still do, is it Soundwave? In Australia? Yeah. I don't think it's called Soundwave anymore. They do one in Australia now, but I don't think it's called Soundwave anymore. I remember that to be one of the... Well, I remember being in uh, sixth form and looking at all the festivals and that kind of stuff, and I always remember Soundwave used to have the most amazing lineups. I remember it being like Blink and Green Day were headlining yeah. the one year, and I'm like, that's, that's great. And then they started doing Download France. Yeah. And I remember the one year, it was four days, and it was like Blink... Green Day, Linkin Park, and I think it was Metallica. And I'm like, what the hell? Why can't we have that? (laughs) But yeah, generally speaking, the lineups for like European festivals tend to be bigger. Yeah. So they kind of cater to more audiences, but you also get much bigger artists. Mm -hmm. I think the one in Australia is called Good Times Festival or Good Vibes now or something like that. Still a metal festival? It's a rock festival. Okay. Yeah. I definitely want to, at some point in my life, do uh, Rock and Ring I think that'd just be absolutely That's my bucket insane. list. That's they, the top of my bucket list. They just have such heavy bloody bands play. Yeah, man. It's insane. I remember seeing a video, I think it was back in 2007, 
where Avenged Sevenfold were... The uh, pit. Yeah, where yeah. they had three bloody circle pits yeah. going at the same time. I mean, that's an absolute carnage. But bro. I think it's also, it goes to say, like, that the British crowds compared to, like, European crowds are different. Yeah. Because they, like, metal festivals in, like, Europe and all those sorts of festivals, they are different and the lineups are different. But they are a lot kind of more honed in on certain artists and stuff like that. Because obviously, you know, that, for instance, for instance like, Rammstein. Yeah. They don't play in the UK a lot. But they'll play those festivals a lot. Yeah. And it's just because they're catering to the European audiences and they're massive in Europe, so... They're a massive band anyway, but, you know, it goes to say, like, there's certain bands that are massive in Europe compared to the UK that we might not get a chance to see them, and then it'll be easier to see them over there. Yeah. So, I, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things that's, that's at the top of the list, I think. Absolutely. I, I remember there was... There used to be another UK-based festival, which was alongside Download called Sonosphere. I loved... I, I wanted to... Always wanted to go to Sonosphere. Did you not get the chance? Never got the chance. And then the one year that I saved up money to go to it, they cancelled it. And then I ended up going to Reading. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Is it, it was like, what, 2010, 2011 when they cancelled it or something? Yeah, I remember one of the last times that they did it, uh, I remember that they filmed Avenged Sevenfold on stage. Oh, really? Because they played it. And that was before Jimmy passed away. And it was like their last performance before Jimmy passed away. Bonner. And they had like... A long beard and everything. It was really weird to see. That's mad. But yeah, like that was a great festival, but I just don't think, I'm not sure a lot of those festivals are run right. And that's why they kind of get cancelled just because they, they just kind of either can't sell the tickets or they're just doing it wrong. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, the three times that I've been to download security, the la- <coughs> get it out, get it out. <laughs> the security, the layout of the actual whole arena I mean in the past two years I've obviously not camped so yep. I don't really know a lot of the camping layouts and all that kind of stuff but it seems to change every year and it seems to be getting worse I mean 2019 it where we were camping it was a long distance to get to the village to main arena but I suppose the long way around it was yeah to get to the village it was difficult that time and obviously the village was on mud at that point yeah so everything was sinking. After that, obviously after the pandemic, we we went, that was Eugene Camp that year, but they put the village up onto concrete and it was in the middle of everything. Oh, was it? So it was really close. Because obviously when you when you camp like we do, we do the RIP, the VIP thing, it's close to everything but the village. Whereas that year, it was close. Oh, bloody hell. And it was great because it was, you know, everything was close to each other. I can't say for this year because I don't know, but apparently it was the same this year. Yeah, they definitely oversold tickets this year. That was the worrying thing this year, is that they didn't make the the patch of land or the kind of festival site any bigger. If anything, they made it slightly smaller this year, ever so slightly smaller, and they they oversold it by about twenty thousand. That's ridiculous, man. I won't say oversold it, but like they, I don't think they planned for that many people when they kind of made the festival site. Yeah. It's like, oh, we we're going to make it slightly smaller, but we're going to go from like 85 to 100,000. Ridiculous. And it just man. doesn't make a lot of sense because you still need room to breathe. Oh, yeah, of course. And you also need, especially for health reasons, whether it's camping or just generally day ticket holders, 
you need areas where if, for instance, something does go wrong, ambulances can get in and out. Yeah. It was absolutely rammed. The only thing I found this year, there was more toilets, but there was less water points. Yeah, it took... And it was minutes. so hot this year. It took, what, 40 minutes to an hour in a queue to get some water. Yeah, and it was dangerously hot. Yeah. You know, crazy, so, man. The, to be fair, I've got a question for you, actually. Is there a festival that you wanted to go to, but you never did? Is there, Or is there a lineup of a festival that you saw and you go, I wish I went to that? Because I, I don't want it to be all about me just going, oh, I've been to this, I've, been, I've gone to all these festivals. <laughs> but obviously it's stuff that people do want to... It's like fan, the fantasy festival lineups, you know what I mean? When people kind of plan stuff out and they go, oh God, I wish I had these, these and these. Yeah. Like when it was like Blink and Green Day out download in France. I'm like, that's fantasy, fantasy shit that is. Yeah. I don't think there's... Specific, a specific lineup that I can think of that has been already off the top of my head. Yep. I'd love I'd love to go to Rockham. Yep. Is it Festival Bloodstock in the UK? Bloodstock's in the UK. I'd like to go to that purely for the fact of how heavy it is, but nine times out of ten, there's not a lot of bands that I actually do know on there. Yeah, like I, I saw the lineup when Parkway headlined and I'm like, that's great. But I don't know half these bands. They announced it for either this year or next year, and it's like Killswitch Engage are headlining, oh, bloody hell. which is great. But I don't know any of the other bands. Yeah, that's the, that's the problem. And in terms of fantasy, if I could have a three day, three day lineup specifically catered for me, it'd be Avenged. Yep. On the Friday, even though I've seen Slipknot twice headline download, I'll definitely choose them again. And I'd probably choose Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> Cap it off with a nice soft evening. <coughs> oh, that's quite hard. There's so many bands that I listen to, but I don't want to pick Ice Nine Kills purely for the fact. Well, okay, so think of it this way. You couldn't you couldn't go Avenged Slipknot Ice Nine Kills because they're not the same caliber, let's be honest. Yeah, that's what I mean. But you could think about second stage and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or you could put them underneath someone, like, they're not quite there yet, but you could, you could still have them on your lineup. Yeah. Where would you, where would your festival be as well? If anyone's ever listened to the Downbeat podcast, I'm totally stealing this, so <laughs> I'm not going into quite as much detail, but. What, anywhere in the world? Yeah, man. The bands you want, where you want, and you can't say your back garden, because like, <laughs> it's just convenient. <laughs> I don't know, I... I know it's not convenient and I also know it's not feasible, but I'd love to experience a festival on a beach. Yeah, man. I think that would be amazing. If you get the right weather, you got the sun, you got the sand, you got music, you got beer, you got fucking hot dogs or burgers or whatever. It would just be absolutely incredible. So yeah, I'd choose the beach and I'd choose Slipknot. Avenged. Avenged. And a band that I would absolutely love to see I'm not going to say I'm never going to get to see him because I don't like to say never say never but if it had to be anybody it'd be Green Day yeah I think that I thought you were going to say System for a second <gasps> oh okay I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> sorry Slipknot ongoing System yeah definitely purely for the fact I haven't seen him yeah. Slipknot I've seen him twice so, yeah I've seen Avenged once but in their own gig yeah and they were phenomenal Periphery would be dead uh, on there somewhere. Yeah. Ice Nine Kills would be there. Parkway, While She Sleeps. I mean, 
we went to see Walsh Sleeps on Saturday. We did a whole gig episode and we didn't even <laughs> talk about the fact that we saw Walsh Sleeps literally two days ago. That, honestly, I think was probably one of the best gigs I've ever been to in terms of experience, the set list, the, the lineup. For a band that do it DIY as well, it makes you so proud to see something yeah, like that. Yeah, absolutely. It was absolutely incredible. I, mean, I don't know whether you enjoyed it just as much as I did, but holy crap. One of the best gigs I've been to, and I hate London. Yeah. The passion. I can't stand being in London. It's so busy. I just don't like it. And it made it all worth it. They were so, so good. It was. It was absolutely amazing. The only thing that could top that for me is being able to see Sleeps in their hometown. Yeah. Because I can imagine that would be another level. But uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a really defining moment for a band like that. Especially when, I think it was halfway through their set, they turned around and they, honestly, they you could see how proud they were of themselves for yeah. getting to that point because they were thanking everybody so much for giving them the love and the support and being there that night and whatnot. It was, the, I know it was a very big, a big thing for them to sell out Ali Palo and it's massive for any band isn't oh, it oh yeah absolutely you know? it's, it's such a iconic venue especially being in the UK it's mad so did you see when Sean basically saved Loz's life though no did you not spot it no I think it was one of the first few songs like there were like three or four songs in and you see Sean had just basically finished a guitar solo and he leans over and taps Loz on the arse as if to say move yeah Loz moves back flamethrowers go up oh Oh, and it was hell. like tight on timing. No way. It's basically looking at the set list and being like, you need to move. <laughs> <laughs> what about yourself? Was, uh, is there a specific lineup that you'd like? I've been very spoiled. Go on. Because I, I've basically, I had a list of bands that I've always wanted to see and uh, a kind of bucket list sort of thing. I've seen them all apart from Foo Fighters. Oh, okay. So they would have to be there. I've, yeah. I've basically... Tried to see Foo Fighters three times now, and two of the times were out of my control. Dave broke his leg, yeah, and then the gig got cancelled. And then last time the tour got cancelled because Taylor passed away, yeah. And then the first time it sold out too quickly, and I couldn't get tickets. So, oh, you know, I've never seen them. They would be the one, yeah. If I'm kind of going off of artists that I would like to see and never had the chance, or you know, when you look at artists and you kind of go, oh, actually, I might never get the chance, yeah. So fantasy booking style. Oh, a few fighters. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking more of a kind of Glastonbury lineup here. Adele. Really? I'd like to see Adele. Yeah. Right. I'd probably cry <laughs> because her <laughs> stuff is so emotional. I'd be like, oh, this is so good. <laughs> it's a happy test. <laughs> I'd like to see Harry Styles. Yeah, I can imagine him. In, in I'd like to see him a lot. I, I think he'd be phenomenal. Like, I've seen footage. Yeah. You know, we talk about these two episodes and it's like, oh, metal, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I, I, I think if I'm going off of stuff that I'd like to see, but probably would never pay for a single ticket, yeah, it would be like Adele and Harry Styles. Foo Fighters would be the band. Yeah, it's mad. My partner's sister has been to see Harry Styles quite a few times now, and she says they are, well, he's absolutely incredible. Yeah. There's nothing like it. And I think when it gets to a certain size of gig or festival and stuff like that, you can't afford to have a bad band. No, not at all. Because people would be like, I've paid all my money, my hard-earned money. This For is what? shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, this one's been a little bit longer than it should. Doesn't matter, it's good convo. But who'd be on your festival lineup? Where would it be? 
Would it be in Antarctica? Would it be on the moon? <laughs> Let us know, and hopefully we will see you same time next Tuesday without that noisy car outside. Every time, it's always noisy outside with the fuck.